Hello and welcome to our podcast, Dad Educates Daughter, on 80s music. This is episode 22. I'm Russell and this is my daughter, Rebecca. Hello. Hiya. You all right? I'm good, thank you, yes. And how were you this week? This week? Mm, do you know what? I turned around to Connor and said, this week's been awful, but actually it's not been that bad. It's not one of my favourite weeks. Okay. But I think it's because you brought the rock back into my life and you told me that that was over. Well, not th- this week I've sort of, obviously, as I said about star sound. Yeah. Because I had them later, but then I found out about, uh, I can't even remember who the other group was now that we said was done the medley um, a couple of weeks ago. I don't tight know fit. Tight was it tight fit? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah with their medley with their of um, different... the 60s or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, back to the um, 60s. So I thought, well, I need to probably bring Star Sound forward now. Mm. And then I've included um, a couple of bands that I hadn't actually included because they're more 70s. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I added them in. And I've actually got another group that I'm going to have to move to Series 2 because I can't fit them in with the 80s now, because they just don't go. But we are, the annoying thing is we spoke about them, because they were from yeah. Ireland, so it's um, Thin Lizzy. Oh, yeah. And we mentioned them with the Boomtown Rats. Yeah, you did. Um, and, again, they were 70s, but I for some, I, don't, I can't remember what, what made me look, but they actually did have some hits in the 80s, so I've had to include uh. them, but they're actually going... They would have fitted in probably better this week with Slade. Okay. However, obviously, we were already, this week was already now Sorted done. Out. So yeah. um, I've added them in in series two, just because we've only got three weeks left now of series oh, one. Oh, wow. So the early 80s or 80 to 81, it ended up being because there were so many. <laughs> <laughs> ends on episode 25 so we're on 22 this week and we'll be through the 80s and 81 by episode 25 and starting in 82 for series two yeah okay so are we ready to talk music we are indeed okay so let's talk music so last week i gave you the sex pistols yep public image limited yep Slade, yeah. Star Sound, and Coast to Coast. Yep. So, have you got a top song from each? I have. So, Sex Pistols was Anarchy in the UK. Uh-huh. Public Image Limited was Rise. Slade was We're Bring the House Down. Coast to Coast was Do the Huckleback. And I know I've not done it in order, but it's only because I obviously star sound. Like, yes, I managed to pick a favourite one, but it's the medley type of thing, isn't it? So they're all quite similar. But I went for the volume two. Uh-huh. Okay. So how many number ones? So I've gone for three, but I feel like I'm going too low. I feel like there might be more, but I don't know. Because like you say, these are more of 70s groups and these are their hits in the 80s. I don't know whether they would have that many, actually. Go with three. Should have stopped with what you were going with. As, three as was in, what I was going no, with. No, 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 sorry. Should have should have um, gone lower, not higher. It's lower None. than three. 
Oh, I I thought you heard Sex Pistols and there Slade. Was, there was one from the 70s that I gave you. But as far as the 80s go, there is no number ones and you only listen to one number one. Right, okay, so there's one 70s song. There was one that you listened to that was a number one, however it was outside of the 80s. Right, okay, out of the 80s. So I listened to none in the 80s, I'm with you. So I did listen listen to to one. one number one, but not in the 80s. Right, okay, yes, I'm with you. So yeah. Yeah, so we're going with none in the 80s. Oh, well, I'm a bit, I don't know. I thought I should have gone higher. Wow. So I went with three. I thought. There you go. Well, I guess, like I said, you saying that their band's more known in the 70s, I weren't expecting it to be that high, but I did think Sex Pistols and Slade would have one, but on the back of the 70s, maybe. But apparently not. No. I wonder which one's my 70s song. You'll have to wait and see. I feel to take it. It's got to be a slave one because you're giving me lots of those. No, I reckon it's a coast to coast one. I'm not going to guess. Let's just carry on. <laughs> Let's carry on. So, Sex Pistols, then moving yes. on, then Sex Pistols were the first one. What did you think of them? What did you think of their music? Why the rock? Why? Why have you brought this back to me? You promised there was no more rock. Well, as I said, they. I wasn't going to even include the Sex Pistols. I mean, they weren't a group known for the 80s. Right. And they actually had disbanded before the 80s. So I was surprised, to be honest, that they even had a song in the 80s. Oh. However, they did. And that's why I've included them. Okay. And yeah, that's why. So yes, they are rock or punk rock, I suppose. Um, Yeah. They're not in your face rock, though. Well, they are in in a sense of um, the way they want to be. They were completely rebels um, against everything. Oh, really? I mean, obviously, you could tell probably from their songs. Well, yeah, like Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, and God Save the Queen and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. So they were, you know... And to be fair, when I watched one of their videos, I was like, oh, they're very destructive. Because it just started yeah. off with fire. I was like, oh, calm down. So I think when you look at them, I think they wanted to be more rock and more, like, yeah, heavy. But their songs, didn't, they weren't in your face rock. They were, no, they're, they're, they're punk they're Billy rock. metal and whatnot. And the fact, I mean, I'll tell you who was in it. So you had John Lydon, who went by the name of Johnny Rotten, who you might know. He I've has heard been in, of like, Johnny I'm a Rotten. Celebrity and that. Yeah, yeah, he's been in I'm a Celebrity. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, he was in the jungle. I don't <gasps> think he lasted long. Is he like a rounded guy? Uh, I feel like I'm no, picturing a person. No. I don't recognise him from the videos. So he was on vocals. Steve Jones was guitar and bass. Paul Cook on drums. They were actually the two founding members. Glenn Matlock was on bass. Who we've, we've mentioned him before. He was also in Rich Kids with Majure. And uh, Randy, or I can't remember his surname from um, Visage. They were okay. went to Rich Kids. Oh, right. I've not done Rich Kids, but yeah. You've... No, no, because they were 70s. Right, yeah, yeah. Then obviously went on to... So the Glenn Matlock, was he formed Rich Kids. Um, he was bass and backing vocals. So, yeah, sorry, Steve Jones was guitar and bass. Paul Cook was on the drums. Glenn Matlock, bass, backing vocals. And then John Ritchie, also known as Sid Vicious, 
he was bass back in vocals. He replaced Glenn Matlock. Right. So Glenn Matlock fell out with the group in 1977 and was replaced with Sid Vicious. Matlock was thrown out for liking Paul McCartney and the Beatles. Oh. So, yeah. So they just felt he was speaking about them too much. And they they sort of, I suppose it was in a sense of, I do you want to be in there jealousy. for a while sort of thing? Yeah, you that's know, just so. jealousy, isn't it? That's a bit so, yeah. petty. That's very petty. <laughs> Weird. Mm. Do you know what? They don't, they're not really singers, are they? No, they, they they shout a lot, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you're not really singing, you're just shouting in my ear. But the annoying thing is, the songs are that bit catchy. So as much as like they're shouting and it is rocky, the, the songs are catchy. I'm like, for mm-hmm. God's sake, why do I have to like the chorus? So they, they did have me tap in. Yeah, there's not many much, because there's not many songs, but like you say, they're from the 70s, so they didn't have many in the 80s. And like you said, you've already said they broke up before. Yeah. So I mean, I'm intrigued as to how these songs came about if they weren't even together. Well, I couldn't find anything on it. Oh. So I can't even tell you because I, I don't know. So I'll go through what I've got on them. Um, so they were formed in 1975. Now, it's hard to say. I think so. The band was originally called The Strand with, right. as I said, Steve Jones, Paul Cook, and Wally Nightingale on guitar. And then John Lydon, or Johnny Rotten, um, he joined after McLaren had been turned down by Silk's frontman, Majure. Oh, right. So, when so after Majure, Majure could have been in the Sex Pistols. Mm. Now, now that wouldn't have suited him, would it? Whether the Strand were under McLaren as well, or mm. McLaren got involved and then called them the Sex Pistols. But as I said... Cook and Jones were, were the founders, and obviously with McLaren, or as their manager. So they were a punk rock band, and their style was credited to Vivian Westwood. So obviously Mac- Malcolm McLaren was friends with Vivian Westwood. She had a boutique, and she sort of styled them. Oh. And as I say, Glenn Matlock was with them. He then fell out, and he then, funny enough, he teamed up with Majura, who had turned down the Six Pistols, along with Rusty Egan, and they formed oh. the band Rich Kids, which then became, okay. obviously, Rusty Egan and Majura then went on to also become Visage. That's mad, isn't it? We haven't had this in a while where, like, everyone... Like, do you remember, like, the first few episodes? I was always like, oh, everyone knows yeah. everyone. But it's it's Majura, isn't it? He knows everyone, and he just yeah. links everywhere. We've not had that for a while. No, where, no. Like, so he didn't actually... I mean, the link here is, is Matlock, Glenn Matlock. Yeah, rather, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But it's, it's strange that Majura was actually seen by Malcolm McLaren to be the, the vocalist before John Lydon. Yeah, which would but have been, I mean, I can't imagine him being a rock no, exactly. no, or anything like that, you know. But no, um, he turned them down, not. rightly so, I think. When you think, yeah, of the route that he must have been went. like, that's not me, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, so that's so they were formed in 1975, and very much Malcolm McLaren was their manager, and, and Vivian Westwood was a big influence on their style as well. I don't think their style was anything much. They just looked I suppose like back then, stars. though, it was with the punk and everything like that. And the yeah, way they were. I guess. God Save the Queen was not only banned by the BBC, 
but it was also banned by the majority of independent radio stations, making it really? the most heavily censored record in British history. Oh. So, yes. Yeah, but it's not that bad, is it? I suppose at the time it was seen as bad, yes. For it to be banned by that many people. Well, it's pretty much banned from the airwaves. <laughs> but that doesn't pretty always, much. as you'll find out, when we find out where it placed in the record charts, it doesn't necessarily reflect on the public. But isn't it mad that it would have been like bad and then the public would have bought like the records and then it's like, oh damn, we've got to play it now. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't like, know, you know whether they you know would I mean? or not, but yeah. I, I've, I, like, you know, they would I have don't... had to have acknowledged it in yeah. some way. Like Even if they didn't want to play it, they would have to have been like, oh, at number whatever. It's God Save the Queen, but we're not playing it because we're boycotting the song. Like, I wonder how that would have gone down. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know even know if they were appeared on top of the pops. That's BBC. Yeah, so that, probably because not. that's BBC. Yeah, no. so I don't know. So the band's only album. Only, was, only, um, only. Never, never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. And it was a UK number one in the album charts. Really? Cool. So do... All these songs come off that album? Pretty much, I'd say yes, because they only had one album. But obviously that's only their only album in the 80s, yeah? Yeah. Right, OK. So, um, obviously I said they were formed in 1975. The band split in 1978. Do you know what's quite mad? Like, obviously, like, I've heard of the Sex Pistols. I've never heard any of their songs, but, like, no. I've heard of them. Like, they're a, they're a band that... Yeah, I think they're yeah. iconic in that way. So yeah. Yeah, but they didn't last that long. I no. reckon they must be known and people like them getting banned. People must. Well, I think like... they're also known for for the notorious. So if I tell you about Sid Vicious, he was arrested in 1978 for the murder of his murder Nancy, murder of his girlfriend Nancy Spungen. However, Vicious himself died of a heroin overdose in February 79. So he never went to trial. We never know where, there's, whether there's, he did do it. There's or... things there is things saying it was him. There's others saying it was the, the drug dealer come round and oh, I suppose they couldn't pay whatever. I don't know the ins and outs, but yeah, there's there's loads of conspiracies of what happened. And unfortunately, someone died, as in his girlfriend Nancy, and no one knows what the actual How reasons horrible. for it. But yeah, so he then killed himself. And I think that then that's obviously pretty. I think that speaks anyway. for itself, though. Oh, but then the heroin overdose, that wouldn't have been like, on purpose. I felt like no, he committed suicide. No. So, but I'm like, if he did commit suicide, I think that would have spoke for itself. Yeah, right? no, he didn't. Um, and even now, even now, they're in the news. Are uh, they? There's an ongoing, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an ongoing court battle at the moment because Jones and Cook, who were the original founders, as I said, yeah. are currently in a legal battle with uh, Lydon, so Johnny Watton, to use the band's songs for a TV series based on the band by Disney, which is backed by FX, based on the memoir of Steve Jones. The miniseries was, or is, depending on what, I suppose, what's happening with it, to be directed by Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. So Danny Boyle was the man behind the Olympics opening ceremony and I suppose the closing ceremony as well. Train spotting and Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, so like a major. Yes. Oh, so that's ongoing now. That's ongoing now, yes. I just can't get my head around that 
they carried on into the 80s yet there's nothing on how yeah and as i say they they, they split in 78 mm. they had they did have seven top 10 singles in the 70s and obviously as i said a number one album their only album but that only album in the 80s it was after no their and only so- album in the no. Whether, what, Wait, only out. They only released one album in their whole career. They only had one album. Yes. Well, that's how they've got hits in the eighties, then, because they would have released. That's that's how they would have released it in the seventies, and then I bet they wanted to like. Read no, John, I'm just looking. In. They did have other albums, so I don't know. So whether they're greatest, so you've got never mind the the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols, which, as I said, got to number one. That was in 1977. Then you had the great rock and roll. Swindle. Actually, yeah, now seven. you say the great rock and roll swindle, two of the ones that you've given me are yeah, of that so, album because I can see that so album. So, yeah, so they're just a know. very confusing group. Maybe they meant just... the, the band's only number one album. I don't Maybe. know. That, the great rock and roll swindle got to number seven. That was 1979. Then you had some Still product, out of the carry 80s. on sex pistols, 1979. That got to number six. Then you had flogging a dead horse, 1980, number 23. And then the next one was 1992, Kiss This, number 10, which I'm guessing was a greatest hit, so I don't know. I'm very confused. So, yeah. I'm very confused because they've also had, like, a band member die. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they must have, no. like, or had it already recorded, thinking we get back together or, I don't know. It's just very odd, isn't it? So, yeah, go, going on the, the songs you had. Yeah. So I think I gave you four. Yeah. Yeah. So Anarchy in the UK mm-hmm. was from 1976. That's number one. And that got to number 38. That's not number one. <laughs> and the reason I gave you that is it was re-released in 1983, but only got to number 89. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. I'm glad you gave me that because that's my only favourite. That's yeah. the favorite. Like that's the yeah. only one out of the four songs. That's the only one I liked. Like yeah. I say, they are catchy, but well, that was just, their first ever know. song. Well, I liked that one. Uh, Nineteen seventy-seven, "God Save the Queen," which, as I said, was banned. Oh my goodness! Number two. Oh, good. Every time you, I can't go. Where's number one? <laughs> Nineteen seventy-nine, "Come On Everybody," number. Three, and then 1980. So again, like "Come on, Everybody" was after they'd split in 1978. So whether these were already in production or whatever, I don't know. Well, these two are the ones from the different. So albums. yeah. So 1980, I'm not your stepping stone. Got to number 21. Right. So technically, the Sex Pistols only had one hit in the 80s. Yeah, I'm not your stepping stone. So it was a pointless me listening to them and putting me through that. Anarchy in the UK was released also in 1983, as I said, got to number 89, and was released again in 1992 and got to number 33, which was its highest placing. But still, pointless listening to these because they're not 80s. Yeah. So in 1977, I didn't give you this, was Pretty Vacant, got to number six, and that was re-released in 19... 92 and got to number 56 and re-released in 1996 and got to number 18 and then again in 2007 it got to 65. 
people like to re-release music, don't they? Yeah. Let's see if we can make a bit more money off of this song. One yeah. more time. That's it. Let's try again. But yeah, no, they are definitely more of a 70s band because they only had one hit in the 80s. So. Yeah. Which is, as I said, I wasn't originally going to have them. And because. Well, I don't think you should have had them. I'll bring them in. We can talk about them because they are. I mean, they're interesting. Part of the the music scene and they were a big thing yeah. in obviously the late yeah. 70s. So that was um, that was Six Pistols. They are an interesting, they're an interesting group. Yeah, yeah. I'll give them that. Public Image Limited. What did you think of them? Well, when I first listened to these, I really didn't know what to think. Like, I was like, what on earth am I listening to? And so again, I've only got four songs from these. Yeah. The first two songs, I'm really not a fan of. But the last two songs, like if there was, if they were all like that, or if there's more like that, that I like them. They're like more, they're more up my street. I can't really describe them, like because they are all like lyrical. Like they're not. Are these rock as well? So they are classed as. Um, experimental rock okay. post-punk experimental rock so that might be why they sound weird you know like so different from the two well, first ones do you want to know who was in them go on Public Image Limited formed in 1978 in London were John Lydon or are because they're still going as far as I know oh. John Lydon on vocals no Yes. So he's dropped the Johnny Rotten now and he's just going by John Lydon, but he was vocals. Keith Levine on guitar and keyboards. John Wobble on bass. Jim Walker on drums. They actually had seven drummers through their um, existence. And the most notable was Bruce Smith, who um, joined in 1986. Keith Levine from The Clash left in, or he joined The Clash, he left in 1983 and he was eventually replaced by John McGeoch, formerly of Magazine, Susie and the Banshees yeah. and Visage. So we are interlinking this week, aren't we? Yeah. Which is weird for rock people. They don't tend to interlink with the others, but I guess they're experimental rock. So, yeah. Mm. So they split in 1992, but they reformed in 2009. Oh, okay. So they've had a little hiatus. And when they reformed, it was still Lydon. As I said, Bruce Smith was on drums, uh, Lou Edmonds on guitar, and Scott Firth on bass. So from the original ones, it was only Lydon and Bruce Smith, although Bruce Smith hadn't joined until 86 himself. So Lydon is the only ever present. Right, okay. Well, yeah, these have got weird vocals as well. But now I might understand why, because it's the same guy. So you didn't, did you watch any videos of both of them or not? Yeah, but didn't notice it was the same same person at all. But the Anarchy and the, like, no, not the Anarchy, the Sex Pistols ones, their videos are very videos. Uh-huh. I didn't see much of the people. And then when I did, it was, like, kind of, like, split seconds, and I just got to see, I was like, oh, they're all wearing, like, leather and whatnot. But, right. yeah, whereas I saw these ones. But, well, John Lydon's a bit weird, isn't he? <laughs> because what, like, speaking of videos, the public image videos, Rise... 
He's got orange hair. He's very creepy. He just stares at the camera, sings into the camera. And, oh, very odd. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that sounds like John Lydon. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got that bit of weirdness about him. He is very, I would say he's very self important, likes to center of attention. Right. Okay. I would say. Yeah. Okay, and that's probably why this court I mean I don't know what, what the outcome is going to be or what's where it is that I haven't really been following it but I would probably guess the reason he hasn't let them use the songs is probably because he's not involved in the project yeah <laughs> yeah I mean he'll be involved as in he'll be mentioned in it obviously but he obviously isn't he's not involved in the forefront in it, and therefore he's yeah throwing his toys out my what I would say knowing John Lydon as he is knowing him like personally met him. Yeah, yeah, no, no. As in, <laughs> I know about him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know him. Um, so yeah, Public Image Limited had five albums in the eighties. Okay. Um, and they've had ten in total. Oh. However, no album of theirs has made the top ten in the album charts. Their highest was um, in eighty-one. Okay. The Flowers of Romance, number eleven, which obviously they had a song, song called thing. "The Flowers of Romance." Yeah. yeah. So the al- the album, "The Flowers of Romance," got to number eleven. Okay. I just feel these, like now you said experimental rock. Like I've written down that I feel like they changed their sound, and I feel like that makes sense now because uh-huh. the songs are, like I say, the first two are very different to the last two, and you could possibly say that they're a different band altogether. Right. So, yeah, these ones are a bit hard to listen to, really. Like yeah. I said, I didn't know what to think of them with my first listen. Well, they've had two two top tens. Okay. One you listened to, the other one was Public Image, which was from 1978, so just right. after they formed. That got to number nine. Ooh. Well, I hope that the other top tens rise or disappointed. Well, we will find out now. So 1981, Flowers of Romance, got to number 24. 1983, This Is Not A Love Song, number five. Really? So that is their other top ten. Wow. 1986, Rise, Just Missed Out, number 11. Okay, well, that's not too bad, is it? And then 1989, Disappointed, number 38. And that was pretty much then the end of, because, well, I say that actually, um, the next song only got to 89, but then the one after that, Don't Ask Me, 1990, got to number 22. Okay, so they're a bit up and down. But that's what I mean, maybe because of their experimental, I mean, I don't know whether they are literally experimenting, but with that, name in the genre you'd think that they are so maybe some songs just hit better than others yeah yeah like on the sound front of it yeah okay moving on swiftly yes Slade so what did you think of Slade well obviously these all I know about these is their Christmas song (laughs) yeah which so I'm guessing that's a 70s song it was indeed yeah so um before I go into them, so or before I go on to that, so they were formed in 1966. Oh wow! In Wolverhampton, and they were originally known as. The... Oh my god! Are they Wolverhampton? I thought they were Scottish. Oh no, Wolverhampton. They're, they have videos where there's like kilts and tartan. That's uh-huh. why I thought Scottish. Sorry. 
They were originally known as the in-betweens or in-betweens, in-betweens, but N, it was an N. So in-betweens. Okay. And then in 1969, they changed to Ambrose Slade right. before dropping the Ambrose and just be known as Slade. Slade suits them a lot better. So, yeah. I don't know why. And they're known as glam rock. Uh, yeah, because they like their type of rock is a lot more like it's a bit like on the verge of liking it like madness and status quo. Do you know what I mean? Like the fun side cats. of it. Yeah. So Slade were Noddy Holder on the vocals and guitar, Dave Hill on guitar. Jim Lee on bass and Don Powell on drums. And they are known for deliberately misspelling their song titles. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially like with the first one, Come on, Feel the Yeah, noise. which is spelled C-O- C-U-M like instead of C-O-M. And then noise um, has a Z in it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, why have you done this? But to be fair, that's the only one. That's the only one that's felt wrong. But... I was like, why have they done this? Like, why? I don't know. Just spell it right. Yeah. But um, what's it? What did you say his name's Noddy? Noddy Holder. He's weird and wonderful, isn't he? <laughs> He's just a bit extravagant. I really like him. I think he's great. Like, it, I think the hair, like, because it's like curly grey hair, and then his outfit. He nine times out of ten wears a hat, and his hat always matches his outfit. And I think it's just amazing. And like, but I think like the whole band is like that bit weird and wonderful. None of them, like they don't have like a style together, like a collective style. They all just wear their own outfits and they're very like, not extravagant, but bright and colourful or patterns or one of the more headdresses in one of the videos, can't remember what video it was. Yeah, and I feel like they're entertainers. Like, they're enjoying themselves. They're passionate about it. And I really... Like, I enjoyed watching their videos. I was like, oh, what are they going to do now? Like, they just... And, like, I watched um, We're Bring the House Down on Top of the Pops. And they're just, like, smiley and waving to the audience. They're just... Oh, they're just lovely. Considering yeah. they're rock. They're lovely. But they've got a very distinctive voice, haven't they? No, as in Noddy Holder, yeah. Yeah, him. He's yeah. got a very... Dis- you know, it's him, yeah. don't you? But yeah, I feel like they're fun. They've got a, like, weirdly, they've got a bit of a balance. Like, they do have a few slower songs, like heartfelt songs. Mm -hmm. So they showed that they can do that. And their songs aren't the same in, like, in any way. Like, the songs are, they're all different, but they give off that same vibe, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know, like I've said with Sun um, in previous episodes, I've gone, once I've listened to one, I've listened to them all. These, no. Like, I'm kind of going on to the next one and being like, right, what's next? But I feel like they're really likeable because of how much singing they do and how fun they are. Uh So, yeah, I really like them. But it weirdly, I didn't know what to expect because obviously I only had the Christmas song that I knew. So because I had that in my head, like I weren't going in blind, but obviously a Christmas song is a lot different to what you would normally do. Yeah. Although their Christmas song is very similar to what they do do. But yeah, I was kind of like, mm, what are these going to be? Do they get a bit more rocky? don't know. But they're not in your face. I weren't expecting to like many. Uh-huh. Well, they're still going. Are they? Yeah, but I don't think Surely they release they anything. On a bit. Well, they might release, but it's never charged. So um, Noddy yeah. Holder and Jim Lee, they both left in 1992. 
which in a sense was probably the end of the battle because well, when you lose the, the, the vocalist and what have you, yeah new, especially um, with his voice yeah so don powell he left in 2020 so literally last year Oh, um, leaving Dave Hill was the ever-present member. But I would say the band pretty much it's probably dying a slow death. I think when Noddy Holder left, that was probably when the band sort of Oh, definitely. Like I say, you've lost that vocals yeah. and you've lost, like, you can't find someone like, yeah, you can usually replace vocals but I feel like when you've got a voice like that, yeah, you can't. Like, it would be hard. It wouldn't be slayed no. with it without that. So they were big in the 70s so the following bands have cited Slade as a big influence including okay. Nirvana, Smashing oh, okay. Pumpkins, The Ramones, The Sex Pistols, The Undertones, The Clash, Motley Crue, Twisted Sister, Def Leppard, Poison and Oasis. Oh okay. So yes. Both Ozzy Osbourne and Alice Cooper um, have said Holder has the greatest voice in rock. I can get down with that because of his type of voice. He doesn't even have to put that much effort in, does he? No. So, um, as I said, they were big in the 70s, so big that they sold more singles in the UK than any other group during the 70s. With Merry Christmas or Xmas, everybody selling over 1 million copies alone in 1973 when it was the Christmas number one. Wow. And gaining gold disc status. Wow. So, yeah. So it's a big, big song and they were big. I mean, they've had seven albums in the 80s, 16 in total, and they've had six number ones all in the 70s. I didn't realise that they were like that big. Yeah. Like, obviously, I've heard of them, but like, I only know their Christmas song. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? So, big in the 70s, as I say, six number ones, obviously, one of them being Merry Christmas, everybody, or yeah. Merry Xmas, whatever you want to say. Um, they also had Cause I Love You, C O Z, obviously. That was number <laughs> one in 1971. Then they had Take Me Back Ohm, B A K, and then O M E. Um, that was 1972. So it wrong. Yeah, 1972. That was that was number one. Then he had Mama. We're all crazy now. We're spelt W W E R and crazy C R A Z W E. That was number one in 1972. Then you had one of the ones that you heard. Come on, feel the noise. Number one in 1973. Oh, so there's my number one. Squeeze me, please me. Squeeze me, spell S K W E Z E. Please me, spell P L E E Z E. That was number one in 1973. And then obviously the Christmas number one in 1973. Merry Xmas, everybody. But they also had some number twos as well. So number two in 1972 with Goodbye to Jane. That's Goodbye G U D B U Y. And then. <laughs> Two is just a T and then Jane. So goodbye, T Jane. And uh, my friend Stan, 1973, also got to number two. Um, and far, far away, 1974, got to number two. So, yeah, um, and they had some number threes as well. So, yeah, Every Day so and Banging Man, both in 1974, got to number three. Yeah, definitely big. In the so they, they were big. Their spelling mistakes 
are in the 70s. Yeah. I feel like they dropped that in the 80s. Because now you've said that Come On, Feel The Noise is the number one that I did listen to. Yeah. Obviously, it was out of the 80s. That's the only one that's spelt wrong. Uh-huh. So all the rest of the songs that I've listened to for them are the 80s, but they're all spelt right. Uh-huh. So I feel like in the 80s, they were like, oh, let's spell them right this decade. Yeah. Well, they, they did drop, I think they, they changed their persona, I think. A bit, oh, I suppose, okay. from the seventies, obviously, into the eighties, because obviously the the, mm. the change, the, the times the, change, the, exactly, yeah. So they obviously, you know, change change with the time. Um, so yeah, yeah, so um, you listen to a few of their songs. Yeah. Come on, feel the noise. As I said, nine, was a nineteen seventies song, nineteen seventy three. That got to number one. Every day I gave you as well, nineteen seventy four. That got to number three, and let's call mm-hmm. it quits. Nineteen seventy six got to number eleven. Okay. So I gave you a bit of mixture for this from the seventies. They didn't really change their sound then. Nineteen eighty-one will bring the house down. That was number ten. Not bad. Uh, Nineteen eighty-one. Lock up your daughters. Number twenty-nine. Nineteen eighty-three. My oh my. Number two. So even in the eighties, they still getting... they're still getting. 1984, One Run Away, number seven. And also 1984, All Join Hands, number 15. Yeah, they're up there, aren't they? Yeah. I didn't realise they were that big, though. So that's interesting. Really big, they were. Yeah. And the last hit was in 1991. So as I said before, Noddy Holder left. Radio yeah. Wall of Sound, and that got to number 21. Okay. Do we know why he left? Was he just, like, done? I think, like, yeah, it's just, I suppose, you know when it's time to, mm. to go. And they would have been getting on a bit age-wise, wouldn't they? Because yeah. in the 80s, when I was watching, they looked a bit old. So he would have been really getting on by then. Yeah. Okay, Star Sound. Yeah. So these ones, um, I had to go on YouTube to do these they don't have any videos so no idea what the people look like uh-huh. or what anything yeah but obviously it's a medley so were they like there were people singing these are covers yeah every now and then some of the songs that i've recognized yeah sound like the original so uh-huh. i was like are they covers like i questioned it but i don't know if they were just making it sound they, so they, really they were to the synth- they are they would have been re-recorded. I don't think they put songs together as well as I know. Yeah, they did they just were make a mix. A thing. Dutch novelty pop act, which consisted of studio session musicians. So no one knows who was involved. Oh, in okay. It, other so than that the, the um person who was the producer behind it, who was Dutch. Outside of the UK and Ireland, the act was known as the Stars on 45. But over here, we, they were known as oh. Star Sound. So they were actually known as right, Stars okay. on 45. Um, a person called the Jap Egamont Egamont was the producer behind the idea. So he got these session musicians, s- covered songs, and then put them all in together as a medley. Yeah, they've got good transitions in that medley, you know, put together well. They were known as popularising medley recordings by recreating songs, joining them together with a tempo and an underlying drum track. I like the upbeatness that they've put in all of it. So, yeah, that, and that's what I mean, with the tempo. Yeah. Um, and that's all that there is about them, because, as I say, other than Jap Eggerman, the Dutch person who was behind them, hence another, we don't know nothing about the music session musicians who actually were involved in it. They did have five albums, 
and they had two top, oh, wow. ten, two top ten singles. Wow, that's good going, you know. Yeah. That's good going. So, um, I mean, they didn't release everything they'd done over in... Uh, uh, didn't always oh, come over but, here. Yeah, in over here, everything they released, they didn't necessarily release over here. So what they did release over here was Stars on 45, 1981. I got to number two. Nice. And then in 1981 again, Stars on 45, volume two, got to yeah. number two again. Oh, wow. So then... Do you know why this, I picked that one as my favourite? Why? ABBA. It's got a nice ABBA. Yeah, yeah, that is known as the ABBA mix. Yeah. And then 1981, so the first one was known as Beatles and 60s. Oh, okay. Then I you think... had the ABBA mix. Yeah. And then um, in 1981, Stars on 45, Volume 3, got to number 17. Was that known as a type of mix? Um, and that was known as... Um, no, it's just known as Star Wars and other hits. Star Wars? Star Wars, yeah. It was called More Stars, but in brackets ABBA for the um, the number two one. Beatles and other 1960s track was the first one. In the third one, they did a bit of Michael Jackson as well. Oh, right. Quite liked that bit. And then their last one was in, or at least in over in this country, was 1982, Stars on 45, a tribute to Stevie Wonder. Oh. And they got to number 14. Ooh. They did well over here then, didn't they? Um, well, they had number ones in, um, so Stars on 45, the very first one, that got to number one in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Spain, Ireland, Germany, New Zealand, the Netherlands, Switzerland, the US. So it, they. But I mean, they, it got, got to got number two over, over here. Yeah. So that's still good going, isn't it? Well, yeah. Um, so. And then the ABBA got to number one in Finland and Switzerland. So volume two had two number ones outside this country. Okay. Um, the Star Wars one, volume three, got to number two in Denmark. And number four in um, the Netherlands. I still don't think they did too bad over here, considering they didn't release much. No. Um, so they had a, um, they did do one, the greatest rock and roll band in the world around the Rolling Stones. And that got to number nine in um, Holland or the Netherlands. Right, okay. But weren't released over here. It wasn't released over here. Okay. Then they had the Star Sisters, 1983. That got to number one in Belgium. Uh, number one in the Netherlands. But again, that wasn't released over here. They had a Frank Sinatra one, Stars on Frankie. And that got to number nine in Belgium. So they were obviously quite big in Belgium. But that's not where the producer was from. You said the producer. Oh, yeah, it was from Netherlands. They, they were from Netherlands. No, yeah. you were saying that they're big in Belgium. Yeah, the, the, the Benelux area. Um, they're obviously... Were, mainly known as Benelux. Belgium, Netherlands and Luxembourg. Ah, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. Never heard that. Oh. Well, you learn there something you new every day. If you're not educated on your music, you're educating me on something else. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, well, so there's a lot to talk them. about them because obviously yeah, they were they, like you don't know anyone. They were uh, yeah, there's they weren't an actual well, they were a group, but they were just session singers. Yeah, that, but they probably didn't even use the same singers for each one. I don't you know I don't know because don't know nothing about them. Mm. But the producer was Jap Eggerman. He was the brains behind it, and obviously it was because it was new. I suppose a new concept. No one had seen it before. Were these obviously about the four the... type fit and that other one? Yeah, that other one that you were talking about that was on for like a whole year was at the end of the eighties. Uh, right? Yeah, Jive Bunny. Yes, that's it. That's the one I know of. Yeah, and I didn't even know about Type Fit actually doing it. But as I said, when we discussed Type Fit, they were a bit of a weird group. So two producers, two different concepts, but very odd. Both called Type <laughs> Fit. Yeah, very um, odd. Which I didn't know about. But um, uh, Stars Stars on Forty Five or Star Sound were the the medley. Yeah. Group. I definitely prefer these ones and the yeah. way that it's produced and done is really well, I think. Yeah. Like it keeps the same tone throughout the transitions are amazing. And it's just but I feel like that this type of medley has something for everyone as well. Uh-huh. So they've not really gone wrong there, have they? No. Okay. Moving on to our last group this week then. Mm-hmm. Coast to coast. So these are like a complete change. Like, what genre are these? I feel like they're like they're like a dancey, discoy, poppy, jazzy group. So they're they're classed as a rock and roll band. No, they're not. They are. These aren't rock and roll. Well, these are. There's nothing rock and roll about them. <laughs> I just don't know what the class has. I can't say I sing. I mean, and the weird thing is, the songs that they had hits with weren't their own. Oh, so these are covers. Their covers, and the people that they were covers for aren't like rock and roll people. So I don't know why they. But they've not changed it up to be their, rock their and roll. Look. I don't know. No, Dad, it's not their look. When you watch mm. the videos, this is why I'm thinking jazz. Therefore, their videos, I get like Greece. You know, like the film Greece, that type mm-hmm. of vibe. You know, like in Greece when they're in like the, is it homecoming? Is it prom? Whatever mm. school dance they're doing. That type of dancing, that type of feel, like they're like a band. They're dressed formally. They're like, I feel like they're jazzy. They're jive. Like, I mean, I've just looked. I mean, there's not much on them, if I'm honest. The reason I've probably put rock and roll, it doesn't actually say, is it just says the band's best known single, a cover version of the rock and roll classic, do the Hucklebuck, but it doesn't actually say what what they're classed as. Well, they're de- they can't be rock and roll. They can't. Yeah. Because Home, the song Home, is very dancey. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, you know, like, house music was like that. Uh-huh. So, like, even, like, Home was different to Do the Hucklebuck and um, Let's Jump the Broomstick. They're more upbeat and jazzy and their videos are fun and they're dancing yeah. and having fun. And then you've got home, which is more house music. And that was not a fan of, not a fan of. But these were a complete change in sound from the rest that I'd had this week. I mean, okay, star sound were obviously a bit more fun, but they did it. That was a whole medley, so that's a whole thing anyway. Yeah, like there's not much to say about them just because it was just like very different and like I say two of the songs are quite similar and then you went to home and it was like what 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 are you well I'll come to home so they were formed in 1977 in Wellingborough Northamptonshire 
Um, they are Alan Mills on vocals, Sonny Torlott on saxophone, Jamie Lang on guitar, Bud Smith on bass and vocals, Earl Barton on drums. He was on drums between 80 and 88. And then Bob Deacon on guitar vocals. Graham Woofer, which is W-O-O-F-E-R, he was on drums from 1975 to 79. Right. So he was replaced then by Earl Barton. Right. Bob DeBank, who formed the group with Bud Smith, left the group in 1979, obviously the same as Graham Woofer, uh, before they signed a record contract with Polydor. Oh, okay, so he's really not really. So, yeah, and they're probably just, really as I say, the same with the drummer. No. Yeah. Um, and then Alan Mills left in 1980 and was replaced as lead singer by Sandy Fontaine. Now, the weird thing is, Do the Hucklebuck was recorded in 1980. However, due to tensions in the band, Mills left before it was successful. Right. and was replaced by Sandy Fontaine. And although Fontaine is listed as the single's singer, it was actually Mills' vocals that appeared on the on the record with Fontaine's voice dubbed in on the album oh, version. No! So Mills had left before the song, obviously, it was obviously Got released doing, it, or... doing well. Or, it doesn't say release, it says oh. it became successful. Oh, okay. They didn't re-edit it or anything. Right. So the singles version has Alan Mills's voice. The album version is dubbed with Sandy Fontaine, a new lead singer. Can you imagine buying a single and being like, oh, really like this, and I've got another single of theirs, I'm going to go buy the album. And you get to that song and you're like, hang on a minute, this don't sound the same. Yeah, I don't know how different they sound. That's very yeah. sneaky as well, though, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, and they only had one album, and that was um, obviously the, the album that they got them, and they only had one top ten single. Okay, so they didn't do that well, really. No. But they were short-lived, did you say? But Yeah, um, so they were around from 1977 until, what, mid-80s, I guess. So, or, but then um, they didn't get signed until 79, 80? Yeah. Yeah, so... First so their, their last single come. was, it didn't chart, was Bim Bam in 1985. Okay. Yeah, so quite short-lived, really. Yeah. And they've only had three hits, so yeah. there's not really much And since then, lead singer Alan Mills died. He passed away in July 2016. And okay. then the replacement singer, Sandy Fontaine, also known as, or that's the stage name, his real name is Alex Gianni, he died um, in October 2015. Oh, so so okay. both of the singers have, have passed away now anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, their singles, 1981, Do the Hucklebuck, number five. Okay. And as I say, that was a cover of a um, single by Paul Williams and his Hucklebuckers. In 1949. Oh, wow. So they really... Um, then that's like the oldest song we've ever mentioned. It's actually written by an Andy Gibson. So, um, yeah, Andy Gibson's probably made... Or he's, whether he's still alive, um, if we're talking 1949, probably not. No, he died in 1961. An American jazz trumpeter. 
See, look, jazz. So, yeah. So Paul Williams and the Hucklebuckers, they had it first and they released it in 1979. Okay. I'm definitely feeling jazz now you said about that guy. I mean, I know when you do a cover, you tend to change it up a yeah. bit. I'm telling you these are jazz or something. But home. And hang on. Were you, were, were you going to say so, something about home? On. Then 1981 oh again, Let's Jump the Broomstick. That got to number 28. Okay. And that was a cover of a song by Brenda Lee from Brenda 1959. Lee. I've listened to something to do with Brenda She's Lee got a Christmas before. song. I can't remember what the Christmas It's a well-known Christmas song, um, yeah. which is what I think she's better. Was it um, oh, Walking Around the Christmas Tree? Oh, okay, Biden, yeah, I know that. Alas, Smith and Jones and Kim Wilde, Mel and Kim. Yeah, she was better known for that. Okay. I feel like I've seen her name when I've looked up, like, a song that you've sent me. Well, she's, she's well, well known. Um, she's, she had 47 US chart hits during the 1960s oh, wow. and is ranked fourth in that decade, surpassed only by Elvis Presley, The Beatles and Ray Charles. Oh, okay, so she big. So she was big. Okay. So yeah, and then as us as um we were coming to um home was released in two thousand and one. Oh, so why have I got that? Um, mainly because it was their last song. It only got to number forty four, but it featured Discovery. Now I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it says good. No. No. Okay. I feel like so, I yeah, should. So, now um, you've said that they've only had three songs and um and one yeah. of them went so why did you and one of them why did you i just gave you because i didn't know if you'd, you'd have heard of it i didn't know because it was obviously recent so that's that was the only reason why because i honestly didn't think they was still even going i'd never heard of them personally really never heard of discovery dude, I, I thought dude well, it was in a sense of one one hit wonder yeah basically they are yeah and even then though that one hit wonder is not their own which I always think is a bit, you know, you're a hit wonder and it's a cover. So. Yeah, it's hard to say it like. But there was a lot of that going on in the 80s and 90s. feel like you don't like people that don't write their own songs. I'm not, no, I just I prefer um, people that Original. write their own songs. And yeah. yeah they're, they're proper musicians. Yeah, like they know what they're doing, don't they? Yeah. Not that I'm saying these aren't proper musicians, but... For me, no, but they're kind of taking credit yourself, for someone else, aren't they? Yeah, exa exactly. And, and uh, you know, you can have songwriters and they just can't sing. So, yeah, you know. and, like, I think I think it's nice. So, like nowadays, you know, people that are songwriters write songs for other artists. Like yeah. Ed yeah. Sheeran, for example, has written songs for other people. Yeah, but he also writes his own songs. And I feel like if you, I feel like if you can collaborate on writing a song, like if you've Was got Guy Chambers in, who. Um, he wrote with um, Robbie Williams. I don't know. Did yeah, he? I'm pretty sure it's Guy Chambers. Yeah. But I feel like if you have some contribution, yeah. like in that sense, he wrote with him. Yeah. And Elton like, John, you know, know with uh, Bernard Taupin. Um, so obviously, you know, Elton John gets all the credit, but Bernard Taupin mm. co-wrote a lot of his big hits. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Guy Chambers is the person with Robbie Williams. So. Mm. But it's co-writing, isn't it? And I feel like that's okay. Coast to coast, from what I can see, I mean, they had two Who hits. was it? Who was it that was literally just a cover group that we've had recently? 
There was a group that literally only did covers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, but there was a group that only did they covers. only had covers, yeah. Yeah. No. no. I really can't remember now. I can't remember. I can't think who it would be. I feel like it's a while ago. No one sticks out who I could think it would be. No, no, I'm looking through my list. Uh, but no. So, yeah, so that's this week's bit of a, as I said, it was a, it was a put together week. Yeah. I had noticed a bit probably misjointed. I feel I said, like I, I feel probably with Slade, I could have put Thin Lizzy if I thought about it, but I didn't even, again, because like all of these, or certainly Sex Pistols and Slade, I didn't class, or I don't class them as 80s. No, I would um, not. And the fact that the Sex Pistols had even split, which I hadn't realised, says it all really. That, but they, you know, had a had did have a chart single in the top forty in the eighties. So somehow, that's why after someone had died as well. So yeah, baffling. So I suppose moving on quickly then to the hit and miss. Yeah. So. It was quite hard this week. Like, so Sex Pistols has put as a miss. Although I did, like I said, it's annoying because some of their songs are catchy. I can't see myself listening to them ever again, really. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like Anarchy in the UK. The others are a bit catchy, but it's really not up my street. Uh, so they're a miss. Um, so a public image. Again, kind of cause the same thing. Like, I like to, like... And also, the thing that let them down is so that out of the four songs, you've got two that sound similar and the other two sound similar, but the last two, Rise Are Disappointed, they're more up my street, but the other two let them down. And because I don't really know which way they were going with their sound, I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to explore to find out more yeah. and be disappointed or whatever. So they're a miss. Sure. Um, Slade are a hit. Love them. Uh-huh. Got a newfound love for Slade because I've only ever heard of their Christmas song. Jeez, they're great on the... And I really, really like Noddy. Can't can't remember his surname, but I really Holder. like him. I think he's great. Noddy Holder, I think he's great. Love him. I'd love to see his wardrobe. Star Sound were a hit, uh-huh. but I feel like give me like a medley and yeah. you know, they've got that upbeatness, so they're a hit, but coast to coast are a miss. Yeah. Could not get down with. I mean, like I like they're um do the Hucklebuck was a good song, uh-huh. and I like the I am adamant there's some sort of jazz, but then home comes along and it's very house. But now you said that that's 2001, maybe they just really changed the way yeah. that they were. But I was just like, what, what are you even wanting to be? I don't understand. But yeah, as much as I did enjoy Do the Hucklebuck, I feel like it's a bit dated for me to listen to sure. now. No, no, I probably would not disagree with you on any of that. I, for me, this week, I'd have probably had Slade. I'm not even a big, but I do like come on, feel the noise and that, but that's not yeah. 80s. But as I say, I don't class them as 80s. Head. No. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a week that was just put together, I suppose, of we're coming to the end and suddenly you've, I've realised that there's some, some, you know, that need to fit in. Yeah. So yeah, public image, I didn't even have that until obviously... Six Pistols, suddenly I thought, oh, I didn't realise I had a song, as I say. I didn't even know they'd split up by then. So if I'd known (laughs) that, I wouldn't have even looked. If I was into the Sex Pistols and knew they split up in 1978, I wouldn't have even looked at them. Because they're not 80s in the 80s, because I wouldn't have even thought about it. And then it was only on the back of that with Public Image. And it was only because of the court case that's ongoing. Oh, yeah, because the guy went over. 
And yeah. that was obviously John Lydon's 80s group after the Sex Pistols. And that is what led then to including the Sex Pistols that, well, they go with Public Image Limited. Yeah. Coast to Coast, as I say, I know they do the Hucklebuck. It was a one-hit wonder. I didn't know they had any others. And then when I looked at them, I thought they had. I thought, well, we could include them this week. And then, yeah, Slade... They just again, dominated this week. They weren't known in the 80s. I mean, they were known, but not for hits. They were known no. in the 70s for their Yeah, hits. yeah. And more because of their Christmas song, as you say. So, yeah, it was a higgledy-piggledy yeah. week of groups, to be honest, even though the majority of them are classes rock and roll. Um, mm. I don't... Rock, not rock and roll, rock. Yeah. Um, it was a, yeah. I think the only real rock band was Slade, really. Definitely. Um, Sex Pistols. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely yeah, rock. Yeah. But the other the other end of, I suppose, from Oh, yeah, Slade they're two are, completely As you different. say, Slade, Status Quo, and out of this end, and then you got yeah. Sex Pistols more towards like heavy metal, that, yeah, that end with, yeah. extreme. Definitely. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take you having, well, Star Sound, I think, is a, a bonus. So I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> certainly take two out of five. I think it's more the educational side this week than um, any influencing of music. Although, um, yeah, definitely. It sounds like you've fallen in love with Noddy Holder and his sideburns. Oh, I so, love um, him. That's good. Side, I mean, no, I, ju- I just think he's a fascinating guy. <laughs> I think he's great. Okay. Love him. Are you ready for, for next week's? Yes, hit me. So as we nearer the end of series one and the early 80s, Mm-hmm. So, episode 23 will be Sister Sledge. That they sound rock again. Pointer Sisters. Right. Shack Attack. What on earth? Freeze. Okay. Chicago. Right. And we've had some sisters, so why not the Brothers Johnson? <laughs> Just to throw in another sibling. Yeah. Okay. So, Sister Sledge. Never heard of sisters, any of them. Shack Attack, Freeze, Chicago, and the Brother Johnson. Is that six? Six. Never, I've not heard of any of these. Okay. But you haven't okay. got a lot of songs. So even though you've got six, it's not Yeah, a lot of yeah. Songs. I mean, it's not going to okay. be a, a so, yeah. big catalogue, is it? No. Okay. All right. I don't and know then I think once then. we get this week over, I think you might like this week. Okay, so we're not rock I then, I think you then. might. I'm not we're saying not rock. Anything. We're a bit I'm of cheese. Saying- with a bit of cheese, not, you don't like cheese. Same. But so from the <laughs> next, from, from after that week, we're then going into the music I, I really like, I think. So, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for this week. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. And I'll send the songs over to you and um, you can have a good week listening or not. I'll let you know. You will. So on that note, we will find out next week. Yep. Up and until now, we shall say goodbye. Yep. And um, find out what you think next week. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good week. Yes. And you. All right. See you. Bye. Bye, Dad.